Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of the Todd Herman Show. They call me the Emerald City Exile. I will use the speaker's race and that vote to demonstrate that what we're seeing is certainly incompetent people, except we're not seeing chaotic results. Check out the Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. The um, Secretary Mayor... Numa, Poot Buttigieg, he's not really good at transportation stuff, despite the fact that he's transportation secretary. So the whole no-tam system, it's a system for no-tammies. I'm still, I'm not going to stop that. The no-tam system that made it very difficult, that, that crashed, and that's how everything was delayed. There's still delays and all that going on today. Well, you know, he oversaw the rebranding of the system, right? Not to make it work better. He's the redundancy here. Let's just establish this before we go forward. Now, he oversaw this NOTAM system, not to improve it. Ah, but he wanted to make it more inclusive by changing the language. So instead of saying airmen, which he thought was just gendered language, he changed all that to air missions. And it was undergoing a two-phase, quote-unquote, modernization when it crashed. Buttigieg, his FAA said that rename, the renaming made it more inclusive of all pilots. And they said that they were in the middle of that, changing all of that when it crashed. Do you think that made it crash? Going back in there and changing everything? Yeah. I'm just wondering. I really want to know, like, did, cha- did everybody, all these thousands of flights get canceled? Because the completely hapless ridiculous completely out of his league goofy transportation secretary wanted to change language to make it more gender whatever here's the sentence from it it says the that the acronym NOTAM is updated from notice to airmen to the more applicable term notice to air missions which is inclusive of all aviators and missions I now Kane says something because you said that when your parents get on your computer, like after five minutes, it stops working. Right. He is the oldest person. How old is he? How old is he? Let me look up. Yeah, like 43. He's like my age, I think, isn't he? Our age? Let me look. 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 Uh, let's see here. Yeah, he's like, I'm a couple years older than him. He's the oldest young person I've ever seen. <laughs> I think he is what is above boomer and what's above the per, the group above boomers. He's that. Right? Can he even operate a broom, much less like a the NOTAM system? So he's changing the language here. So here's the I can't even believe I'm just like sharing this. This is a real thing. They said that. The agency's goal is to provide pilots and flight crews and other users of the national airspace system with no times that are relevant, timely, and accurate. To ensure modernization efforts addresses information received from industry stakeholders that use no times, the agency is working in coordination with the Aeronautical Information Services Reform Coalition. And then they decided they list them and then they go into how they're changing the language to make it to where it's more inclusive. The orders to update uh, the order is updated to include International Civil Aviation Organization contract uh, contractions within NOTAM, blah, blah, blah. 
uh, and they say that the name modification in coordination with the FAA administrator, they're updating this because they want to make sure that all aviators and missions are inclusive. What just can you fly people to where they need to go? Yeah. I mean, you have one job. I don't care what you call people. Just get them to where they need to go. I mean, that's that's all you got to do. That's it. He's not very good at this. Now, he did come out. We, we got some audio. Uh, remember, this is what he was focused on. Audio soundbite six. This is what he has been most focused on, ladies and gentlemen. Listen. Or if an underpass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and Puerto Rican kids uh, to a beach, or there would have been, uh, in New York was, was designed uh, too low for it to pass by. But that obviously reflects racism that went into those design choices. Um, I don't think we have anything to lose by confronting that. That's what he thinks his job is gonna go get all the racism out of the highways oh boy that's so that's what he's doing you can't get anywhere but just know that the language has been changed to be more inclusive Mm. i mean you you're grounded but whatever we have uh, a lot more including let me just tell you what we still have coming we have next hour the merrick garland presser we're gonna bring it to you live why is there an egg shortage and uh harvard medical is focusing on l alphabet babies Oh, yeah, that's exactly what you think it is. We've got that. Uh, and the U- and USC is no longer going to use the word field because field is a racist word. I'm not making this up. This is all real. Let's go. I know. Just don't hit your head too hard on your desk, okay? Please stop. I can hear it. The best bacon, the best steak, the best chicken, and the best salmon you'll ever eat won't come from a grocery store. You'll only get it from the family farm and independent Alaskan fishermen when you join the Moink movement today. Moink is a meat subscription box company delivered straight to your door, and they're on a mission to fight for the family farm. Located in rural America and run by an eighth-generation farmer, Moink animals are raised humanely, and the quality of their product is better than anything you're going to find in the supermarket. And unlike the supermarket, Moink gives you total control over the quality and source of your food. You choose the meat delivered in every box from options like grass-fed and grass-finished ribeyes, pastured pork chops and chicken breast, wild-caught Alaskan salmon fillets, and so much more. Plus, you can cancel anytime. Moink is helping save rural America. I love it, and you will too. Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted, and Ring Doorbell founder Jamie Simonoff jumped at the chance to invest in Moink. You too can join the Moink movement and keep the American farm going. Sign up at moinkbox.com slash Dana today. And listeners of this show get free filet mignon in every order for a year. That's one year of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste, but it's for a limited time. Spelled M-O-I-N-K box.com slash Dana. That's moinkbox.com slash Dana. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Man, you know what that opening means. If you're any fan of guitars, rock music, just good music in general, Jeff Beck, one of the masters of guitar uh, and an absolute guitar hero from the 60s, has passed away. The news was announced yesterday. He was 78 years old. Apparently, he suddenly contracted bacterial meningitis. And so it was because he had just been on tour. He was just on tour. In fact, there was he was on he was playing in Ireland. So just horrible, horrible news. Uh, But um, I mean, I don't know how many Grammys he's won. He's won a ton of Grammys. Just an absolute 
icon, rock icon. So uh, 78 years old, Jeff Beck, just now we're all depressed. Now we're going to have to get silly just to get out of that mood. Uh, Also, DirecTV is laying off staffers. Cord cutting is accelerating. They're laying off hundreds of employees, about 10% of its upper ranks, as the company is looking to reduce costs, according to people uh, working within the industry. Managers make up about half of their fewer than 10,000 employees, and the cost reduction comes as this cord cutting accelerates because satellite TV, especially satellite TV distributors like DirecTV, so uh, more more uh, layoffs. New Mexico's DA is weeks away from determining, and I can't even believe it's taken this long. I mean, this is so stupid. Uh, as to whether or not Alec Baldwin is going to face criminal charges for the shooting death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of Rust. I mean, in the meantime, he's been traveling all over the world, enjoying a great Christmas. He's being sued by Hutchins' uh, widow. But the Santa Fe District Attorney's Office, they're going to finally decide whether or not they think that the guy who shot and killed a woman because he was being reckless on set is actually going to be held liable for being reckless on set. So, and the civil claim will most likely, from the family, will most likely move ahead against him. FDA is going to throw Moderna under the bus. Their vaccine advisors are said to be disappointed and angry that early data about the new not-really-vaccine booster shot wasn't presented for review last year. The first lady had a cancerous lesion, had a cancerous lesion removed from by her eye. Uh, that was something that was announced uh, yesterday. And uh, FAA says they're, they're trying to get it back up, but not yet. We'll talk more. Stay with us. So this guy, Steve Everly, he's uh, in energy uh, and he says he he talked about the health threats with gas stoves and he goes, there should be some background on where research is and how the feds suddenly decided these appliances are a health risk. He writes, first of all, the largest analysis of any link between gas stoves and childhood asthma, 500,000 plus children sampled worldwide, found, quote, no evidence of association between the use of gas as a cooking fuel and either asthma symptoms or asthma diagnosis. And it's actually from a government document, the National Library of Medicine and the National Center for Biotechnology Information. And they had a number that this they they had this uh, they did. There's a number of studies on this. He says that he says the study finding no evidence of a link between gas stoves and asthma is being ignored by most of the groups claiming it's an inherent health risk. And he said, unfortunately, many in the media are also ignoring it or are simply unaware of it. Everly added that there was another study that found peak emissions from gas stoves when using even the least effective ventilation fan was was 15 ppb. So that's their measure. Considerably lower than the 100 ppb for short term for short term exposure. And that's from ScienceDirect.com, which studied exhaust fans with stoves. And he says that's an important piece of info. This is Steve Everly, who's an energy expert. He says that numerous studies examining indoor air quality point to ventilation as the most practical solution. Range hoods exist for a reason. Moreover, research shows that what you cook accounts for the vast majority of emissions. Olive oil, one of the most common ingredients, generates 17 times more emissions than gas stoves. And all of these come with hashtag receipts. And that was from the U.S. Department of Energy Office of Scientific and Technical Information, that study. He says so... That's why ventilation is important. Even if you mandated, mandated an expensive shift from gas to electric, you wouldn't be addressing the largest source of emissions in the kitchen. And it's also why EPA and other agencies have focused on ventilation. And he concludes with, he adds a ton of other studies from UCLA and more. He says, so how is it this alleged growing body of research is linking gas stoves to negative health impacts? 
and he takes apart all of the claims. I, I sent this to you in your email prep this morning. I mean, he, he says that the environment, he says what they did when they, they, the one study that they cited to try to come up with this conclusion that was, that was quoted by everybody was from Stanford in January of 2022. He says there was a study they published and they generated a ton of headlines. And he goes, how did they arrive at their conclusion? The environment they created involved encasing a kitchen in plastic sheets, removing all ventilation and then turning on the gas. He says, no, really, from the study itself. And then he lists the details of the exact details of the environment that they created for the study. He says, it should go without saying that an airtight kitchen encased in plastic sheets is not representative of any real-world kitchen that any of us actually use. And he says, the UCLA study linking gas stoves to asthma from 2020 also assumed no ventilation in the kitchen. He says, do you notice a trend? Every single study, none of them had. So it's all BS. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. (laughs) It's time for Florida Man. Well, when in when in Florida, you better make sure you share your crack pipe. Well, I mean, if you have one, that's WFLA. Here's this headline, and I'm not making it up. A Florida man beats another man with bricks for not sharing his crack pipe, say police in Opelika. A Florida man was arrested uh, Tuesday after Opelika police said he beat another man with bricks because he wouldn't let him take a hit from his crack pipe. The report was obtained by the News Channel 8 affiliate. The victim told police that he was sitting down on a grocery cart And a man called Urkel came up to him and asked him for a hit from his crack pipe. The victim said he refused and told Urkel, identified later as 29-year-old Tony Harris, that he would, quote, break the pipe if he kept asking. Police reports said that Harris then hit the man's face with a brick, causing him to stumble and suffer a fractured nose. After the scuffle, Harris took the victim's jacket reportedly and grabbed a brick in each hand. And he threw one of the bricks, hit him on the back of the head. Uh, He... They, they ran around in the intersection. He got hit four more times. He was able to get away and uh, later taken hospital to the hospital for treatment. Uh, Urkel is uh, held without bond on charges of felony battery and armed robbery with a weapon. Good grief. I mean, you think that, I don't know. Uh, Florida man botched a burglary by accidentally shooting himself in the leg. Boy, you know what? I never would have thought that he was dumb considering all of the tattoos that are on his neck and his chin and the sides of his face. I never would have thought that. Uh, Crestview, he was caught in the act when deputies said he accidentally shot himself in the leg, alerting the homeowner. Oh, the the uh, Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office said the morning, this is the morning of January 4th near Crestview, a woman called deputies to report a man outside of her house saying he'd been shot. They found 28-year-old Justin McCall suffering from a gunshot wound to the leg. He was rushed to nearby hospital for treatment. Surveillance showed, uh, the footage from surveillance showed uh, that neighbors, from neighbors, caught McCall in the area. Deputies say that he was already committing a series of a series of car and residential burglaries. Sheriff's office said that the firearm with, that he used was stolen. And investigators said at the time of the burglaries, he was already out on bond for two earlier burglaries. He was on felony probation previously, also for the previous theft of a firearm. 13 felony guilty convictions in, since 2012. Six for burglary, four for grand theft, one for grand theft of a firearm. So he's in a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of, he's in a lot of trouble. Uh, and then, there, man, I got it. There's, I can't read that one. There's a couple of, oh, there's a couple of other ones. Oh, there's also this 20-year-old Florida man who was arrested with enough fentanyl to kill, like, uh, over 4,000 people. That's serious stuff, man. This is crazy. Collier County, deputies arrested 20-year-old Refugio Garcia 
uh, out of Naples. They charged him with fentanyl trafficking, possession of cocaine, possession of amphetamine, fleeing and eluding, driving without a license. And I mean, he only had like a tiny bit, but it was enough to kill more than 4,000 people. They just found it during a traffic stop. Wow. And a 74-year-old Florida man is accused of chasing two people with a knife while riding an electric scooter. <laughs> Daniel Zarelli faces multiple charges, including aggravated assault with a deadly weapon in Brevard County. 74 years old, he chased two people with a knife while riding an electric scooter, according to Rockledge Police Department. It was a verbal disagreement. And after that, Zarelli retrieved an 8-inch blade from a drawer in his home and then actively followed a woman throughout the residence in his, on his scooter Monday evening. According to the arrest affidavit, uh, Zarelli's alleged statements of wanting to kill the woman prompted her to run from the residence he pursued on his scooter. Oh, wow. And uh, so he's in a lot of trouble. He was already on felony probation. He's being held in $26,000 bond. He's going to make his first appearance in court on February 1st, presumably not on a scooter. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. God rest Rush. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. I talk a lot about my it's not chaos theory. I will use the speaker's race and that votes to demonstrate that what we're seeing is certainly incompetent people, except we're not seeing chaotic results. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.